0: Welcome to the dason digest i'm libby Dodds ashley the operations director for dason and i will be hosting this week's episode which is going to focus on all things related to nursing and bedside antimicrobial stewardship i know that with the release of the new nhsn hospital survey in january of 2022 the new question related to nurses involvement in stewardship caused many programs to pause I think this has been an aspiration for lots of stewardship programs, although many of us struggle with how to do this to the best effect. Some answers were provided and some great ideas were put forward in a recent article in a January 2022 issue of Antimicrobial Stewardship in Hospital Epidemiology, the relatively new stewardship-focused publication that comes from Shea, and it discussed how this could be done. The title of the article, is antibiotic stewardship for nurses using e-learning modules to bridge the education gap. And the author comes from the Hospital and Health System Association of Pennsylvania. The goal of this research was to explore ways to educate frontline nurses quickly and easily about antimicrobial stewardship principles to empower them more to participate in bedside rounds. What they did is they developed three online modules that could easily be incorporated into e-learning systems at member hospitals. The modules each had a particular focus. The first module reviewed basic concepts of antibiotic overuse and development of resistance as well as the nurse's role in stewardship and this included some good infection prevention practices as well. The second module focused on microbiology and laboratory-related themes. Things that were covered included appropriate collection and transport of the clinical specimens, how to interpret laboratory results, and how to use the antibiogram. The laboratory module also discussed colonization versus infection, how to interpret gram stains, the breakpoints that we use to determine susceptible and resistant isolates, as well as the concept of minimum inhibitory concentrations for various antibiotics. The third module was a pharmacy related module, and this covered the general principles of stewardship as outlined by the CDC core elements, how antibiotic resistance develops. There was a lot of information included about allergic reactions and how to take a good allergy history and how not all patients have true allergies. There was also information about side effects of antibiotics, IV to PO med conversions, de-escalation, drug interactions, incompatibilities, and then finally a session on pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. The microbiology module and the pharmacy module were reviewed by experts in those areas prior to release of the content. Now it was very important that these modules be workable within the nursing workflows. So they were intentionally built to be separated into these three modules, and in total took only 75 minutes to complete. The first basic module of overview was 15 minutes long, and then the pharmacy and laboratory modules were 30 minutes each. So these could be done in small sit-down sessions and didn't have to be done in one continuous 75-minute block. In order to assess the success of these educational modules, the authors had a survey that was completed after the completion of all three modules, and it, it asked questions about things such as nurses' attitudes towards stewardship, as well as the content of the modules themselves. Now, in order to deploy this, all nurses at several hospitals were included. As I mentioned, most hospitals uploaded the content into their learning management system. The survey was collected for 18 months after launch of the program, and this pilot was conducted in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Louisiana. During that 18 months, they received a total of 425 surveys that were all taken from either critical care or general ward frontline nursing staff. Although other staff at the facility, including the pharmacists and um, the microbiology laboratory were invited to participate in the modules if they were interested. So let's dive in to see what the nurses thought of this approach to help bolster stewardship activities by some easy to administer e-learning modules that could be deployed uh, throughout the facility. There were 425 responses, and about half of those nurses, 48%, had at least 10 years of practice, and about a quarter of them were new nurses with less than three years in the field. Of the respondents, 81% stated that they should be involved in antibiotic stewardship, which is great news. So the one big takeaway from today is definitely our nurses want to be a participant in our antimicrobial stewardship efforts at the bedside. Only 13% uh, replied that they were interested but lacked time in the workday. And there was 6% that didn't feel it was their role, and hopefully we can help to educate them and, and overcome those barriers as well. Regarding obstacles to participating, 45% said the biggest obstacle was lack of education about the elements of stewardship. 13% felt that the culture of the facility did not support their involvement in stewardship, which is slightly harder to change. On a positive note, a third of nurses felt they had no obstacles to do it, but 9% felt unable to adequately contribute to a discussion about appropriate antibiotic use. Again, hopefully that will be addressed by the content of these modules. Many of the nurses who participated were already participating in multidisciplinary rounds with pharmacists and physicians, with 54% of them saying that already happened. 36% were not doing so at that time. For those that did conduct rounds, 71% of nurses were comfortable participating and having conversations related to antibiotic use. On a positive note, if you already have interdisciplinary rounds, it should be relatively easy to expand the reach of those out to include antimicrobial stewardship as well. The nurses also rated the usefulness of the e-learning modules. 97% of them felt that they could apply some or all of the information in the modules to their daily work, which is good news. 72% felt that reviewing the modules helped to empower them to participate more in antibiotic discussions. And about a quarter of nurses did say some additional targeted education will be helpful and I'll cover what those topics were in a moment. For the microbiology laboratory module, they rated the information they found most useful. The most useful topics were around uh, interpretation of laboratory tests and antibiotic gram interpretation. Specimen collection and transport were the least useful as rated by the nurses, feeling that they already had knowledge in that area. Similarly, the nurse respondents ranked the usefulness of the material in the pharmacy-related module. What they found most useful were all considered about the same. Information on IV to oral medication conversions, antibiotic stewardship principles, antimicrobial resistance development, and de-escalation were all equally useful. Information on drug interactions, incompatibilities, and recognizing the difference between true penicillin allergies and other side effects were considered the next most beneficial. The least ranked beneficial item was the effective taking of an antibiotic allergy history. The one area where nurses did not find helpful was the pharmacokinetic pharmacodynamic discussions that were at the end of the module. The areas identified for additional education really highlight how Nurses want to include other areas of practice beyond just antibiotic stewardship. And one of the most requested areas for additional education actually included anticoagulation therapy. Um, but also mentioned were antibiotic use in sepsis, how to use anesthetics, expansion of drug interactions, IV therapy, patient education, and specific antibiotic resistant organisms. So in summary, this article showed that you can nicely create and prepare e-learning modules that can be deployed within your facility to all nurses, and it does seem to empower nurses and give them more information to participate in antimicrobial stewardship as part of their day-to-day workflows. What was not covered in this article is actually the types of interventions that nurses can easily become involved in with antimicrobial stewardship. And if you are one of those sites that is thinking about this Uh, with renewed interest following that question being added to the NHSN annual survey, I thought I would review also an article from 2019 from the group at Johns Hopkins that was published in Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology. The title of that article is Integrating Bedside Nurses into Antibiotic Stewardship a Practical Approach. And we've talked about this and reviewed this in several other uh, DASON platforms, but wanted to again remind everyone of some of the ideas out there for ways to quickly and easily incorporate nursing in your day-to-day stewardship work. One of the biggest areas that nurses can help us on a day-to-day basis with improving the antibiotics that patients in the hospital are receiving is helping us engage on appropriate collection of cultures. And in fact, those are many of the interventions identified in this article. That includes ensuring that we have the right indication prior to collecting urine specimens, for example. So, if you are doing a comprehensive UTI stewardship program where you're trying to right-size the testing of the urine, really educating nurses on appropriate indications for urine testing and then making sure that those are documented as that goes to the laboratory can greatly improve the success of your program. Also, we know from some work ongoing in our C. difficile collaborative that we do see a percentage of C. difficile tests that remain inappropriate. So testing immediately after laxatives, sending unformed stools, uh, not ruling out other causes of diarrhea are all examples of inappropriate testing and nursing can become very engaged in that and help to optimize C. diff testing. Nurses are also great partners to help us ensure optimal antibiotic administration. They can assist in really knowing whether the patient's ready to go to an oral antibiotic. They can also talk about the need for lines and hopefully prevent placement of unnecessary lines for patients uh, that can easily transition to an oral route or perhaps can discontinue antibiotic therapy altogether. Um, And they also can obviously help monitor for side effects of our antibiotics when they are given by the IV route. Although this was an area not as preferred by the nurses in the survey that I discussed in the first article, obtaining and documenting accurate penicillin allergy histories is a great way that nurses can engage in stewardship and help us get patients on better drugs. As we are well aware, use of alternatives such as STRIANAM result in worse outcomes, higher cost, and require patients to remain on IV antibiotics in some cases. So clarifying the penicillin allergy during uh, routine patient interviews, um, and also because nurses tend to have more access to the family that may be coming in and out with additional information, this is a great opportunity to expand penicillin allergy screening to include the bedside nurses. Other ideas from the Hopkins group included prompting the antibiotic timeout. I know that when we work with many DAISON members, there is inconsistency in ability to attend the uh, interdisciplinary teaching rounds in person, especially during the time of the pandemic. And the nurses are always at the bedside and available, and so it might be great to incorporate them and include them in determining the timeout, prompting us to talk about antibiotic durations, and then coming up with a firm uh, endpoint for many of our antibiotics can be helpful. Now, the Hopkins group has also developed the four moments of antimicrobial stewardship and in this article they adapt them for a nursing specific context. And the four moments they have adapted for nursing are one, does the patient have an infection that requires antibiotics? That's a question we can all ask ourselves every time we encounter a patient on antibiotics. Two, have appropriate cultures been ordered before starting the antibiotics and what empiric therapy should be initiated? Three, Once a day or more has passed, can antibiotics be stopped? This is an ongoing question that's continually asked. And can therapy be narrowed or change made from IV to oral treatment? Lastly, the fourth moment is what duration of antibiotic therapy is needed for the patient's diagnosis. So using those four moments might be another great opportunity to incorporate nursing and stewardship into the daily activities of patient care. Uh, Those are four simple questions that we can all learn to ask, and once we develop that culture where this is something we all ask each other all the time, we will see great improvements in our antimicrobial stewardship efforts. I hope it's been helpful to get some new ideas in how to incorporate stewardship and nursing at your facilities, and hopefully next year we'll see a lot more facilities checking yes to the question on the NHSN survey about nursing involvement. As a little bonus at the end of this episode, I wanted to highlight one other recent publication. It doesn't target a specific stewardship intervention, but it gives us a good baseline and background for some of the work that we do around stewardship. Through a large comprehensive effort, a group of investigators led a worldwide determination of the impact of antimicrobial resistance. This was a massive effort and included a host of different institutions and was funded by the Gates Foundation, the Wellcome Trust, um, the Department of Health and Social Care of the UK, um, and some monies managed in the UK by the Fleming Fund. So that's a a pretty large group of scientists that got together. And what they did is they called databases to determine uh, antibiotic resistant infection incidents as well as the mortality associated with it. Previous estimates that I've seen published said that around 700,000 people die annually worldwide from antimicrobial resistant infections. Based on what they found in this comprehensive effort, it, there were an estimated 4.95 million deaths associated with bacterial AMR in 2019 with a very broad definition. This included 1.27 million deaths attributable to bacterial AMR. The article, published in Lancet and released electronically on January 19th of 2020, I'm sure will be the background of many future publications, and we just wanted to share this with you. I've just given you a snippet of the information that's included in the article. It goes down to be much more comprehensive. It provides data by particular pathogen as well as region of the world and down to specific countries in some cases. So I hope you'll check it out. We'll have links to all of the articles and the posting of the podcast. We hope you have a great week and thank you for listening.